Yo, what is going on? It is your man, Gerard Kenneth. Uh, I'm going in. Uh, this is another episode. I figured I'd go ahead and share this with you too. Because one of the last things I was talking about in episode five was talking about deserving things and saying, oh, you say you deserve this, but you have to serve. So like a few months later, I actually did this particular video called I Deserve It. And I think in the uh, in the YouTube video, or YouTube, in the Facebook video, I actually said like, if you deserve it, serve it. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm realizing that I tend to say things that are hard words and the way that I present it some people may not get it and then some people like well I mean some people may get it some people may not get it and then some people may you know what I'm saying will get it but um I try my best to articulate myself and you know it is what it is some some people just they may understand but they just don't want to receive it so it is what it is but i've noticed that about myself and i was like there's nothing i can do about that i know what god has been telling me and i try my best to uh articulate it in the best way that i can in order for people to receive it so they can examine themselves so with this uh particular episode um i actually uh and I actually explained it in the video, but it actually cuts outside to do a part two of it. So uh, you're going to hear the whole thing and me going through my little thing or whatever. But um, but in any case, uh, I really hope that this particular video, well, audio of the video, of the Facebook Live video, actually helps you and, and, and once again challenges you and encourages you and strengthens you. Like some, majority of the time when I'm doing these videos is for your sake. But it was also for my sake as well because I was going to have to go back and I need encouragement just like um, our ancestor David or my ancestor David needed encouragement when he was, you know what I'm saying, going through the things that he was going through. So he had to encourage himself in the Lord and we're, we're supposed to do that. So a lot of these messages, actually all of these messages, my music, my, you know what I'm saying, these videos, my, uh, my book. It's, it's for your benefit, but it's for my benefit as well because there's times where I need to go back and look and listen to the things that God gave me because, like, especially with my music, I prayed about that. God, what should I write? What should I say? You know, and, you know, some stuff is just creative stuff, but overall, I'm kind of like, give me the idea and then I just take it from there or whatnot. So, but in any case, let me get off of that tangent. Um, please enjoy the audio in this particular video. It's entitled, I deserve it excuse me let's backtrack it's this is episode six and i didn't even go through the whole thank you for okay you know what it is guys i'm sorry i'm tired i just show just i'm in the middle of uh, about to like go ahead and lay it down but um this is episode six of the supposed to be different podcast i deserve it Alright, so um, I am entitling this video, and I'm sorry, I'm looking at this thing so in case somebody uh, wants to type or say anything, so I'm not going to be able to see because I got my back facing camera. Alright, so um, I did a video on this before, and I went to this whole detailed story, so I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going to try to keep it as brief as I possibly can. Obviously, this is in reference to relationships, you guys know how I am about that. Um, there are some things that me and my homeboy talked about, and some things that like it really bothered me, and I still look... Yeah, I really look at social media. I look at like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and and, and, it, and even these like groups with like a bunch of single people all that wanting to get married. And it mind boggles me. Cause I mean I'm part of a group too, so I'm like, or these groups as well. And then so I'm like, 
All of us are desiring to be married, to be in a healthy relationship, all this other good stuff. And there's multiple of reasoning reasons as to why we're not in something. Um, like different sob stories, sad stories, being bitter, being petty, not being mature enough, being uh, being mature and just making bad choices, whatever, whatever, whatever. But one thing that I wanted to talk about, because it's something that I've been, I still see it, and, and it's, it's within our generation, like my generation, I'm 34 years old, and it's like, the generation before us, like when it came to marriages, relationships, they understood like, yo, we're going to build. So. So let's start there. So my homeboy was telling me about a scene from Atlanta, right? The show uh, created by um, Donald Glover, AKA um, Childish Gambino. Now, most people may not know this, but Childish Gambino is actually married to a whole white woman. And people at one point were up in arms about it. So me and my homeboy, we're sitting there talking about the whole thing. Now I was like, but he's like a regular, regular, regular dude. Like even, he's like, I mean, he's, he's just a regular dude. And for the most part, some of the people that, have, some of the people that, I'm not going to go into all that, but some of the people that felt some type of way about it, they were just, I was like, would we'll be the same type of people that probably wouldn't have gave him the time of day because he's like, regular. he's just, he's funny, he's comedic, he's musically talented, like me, a lot of my friends are like that, myself, my homeboy, like a lot of us are like that, and it was just like, he's just a regular dude, he just did XYZ. So there's a particular scene. And this is not doing anything with far as like interracial relationships. If that's what you want to do, it is what it is. Dude, I didn't date uh, Asian, Asians, Latinas, Afro-Latinas, black women, mixed, um, whatever. Like, I've dated, whatever. So, if that's your preference, cool. But that's not really the point that I'm getting at. I'm saying this for a reason. And, and so, there's a scene where they go to this place, and I guess this dude, uh, he's in a, they, they made a big deal because... Obviously, black women feel some type of way about this, but I want to generalize it, all right? Because I'm calling the video, I deserve it, and I'm saying it for a reason. Um, before, uh, and just real quick, I wrote a book. Most people don't know this. If you do know this and you read it, cool, just tell people about it. But I wrote a book and published it um, last year in March. Uh, in March of this month, uh, in March of this year, next month. On the 23rd is the day that I released this book. It's called Why Love We're Created for a Relationship. Um. It's pretty dope. It's a lot of stuff that I went through. So there's times where I go back and I read the book or read certain things because initially this book started out as a journal for me trying to figure out what the heck is going on with me and why am I making bad choices when it comes to women. And <laughs> yeah, and it was really me just like, God help me. And there's things where I'm writing in the book where I literally say, yo, it's tricking me right now. And I was actively writing. Like God was telling me stuff, or God was revealing things to me, and I was getting pricked in the middle of writing. So you will see parts where I'm like, yo, this pricked me, or God is dealing with me. Because, yeah, so, anyways, let me turn this down. Because those are all my different songs. So, yay, alright. Ah, uh, thanks. That, it's, a, oh, it's an old video. It's an old video. It's like five years ago, man. So, um, make a long story short, in the scene, uh, this hip-hop artist or whatever, he's married to a white woman, it's his sister, she feels some type of way about it. So the sister is at the, the sister's at this event, and so she's just staring a whole crap out of the, the white girl. And the white girl is like really uncomfortable. She's like, I don't know why this chick's staring at me. So the sister was like, yeah, I'm staring at you. She's like, yo, did I do something wrong? And she's like, out of all these black women in the world, he get with 
you. And so she was like, I'm sorry. And she's like, I don't understand why. Why were all these good? Oh, okay, but she didn't even say that part yet. She said, well, all these black women, da 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 I can get with somebody like you. And she was like, well, overall, maybe I'm just a good woman. At first, she mumbled it. She said, I'm sorry, what? Excuse me? She said, um, maybe because I'm just a good woman. That's what she said. And so, hey, what's going on? I'm sorry, I'm looking at the, the messages right here, too. And so she, and so the sister said, excuse me? She was like, yeah, she was like, when I guess he was doing something, she was like, he was a, he was at the community theater just doing little small things in there. And she was like, I was supportive. I was this, I was that, I was that, da, 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 da. And she's like, and so she was with, essentially she was building, but she was in some shape or more fashion supporting the brother. When he wasn't about nothing. So, and so the sister said, oh, I ain't got time for that. She said, I ain't got time to be with no community. <laughs> and she's X, Y, Z, right? And, um. But it, but it, 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 it dawned on me, it, it, it's not really dawned on me, it just like, dawned on, well yeah, it dawned on me again how, it, even though this is talking about women, but men and women in general, we have this mindset as to where we think that we are deserving of something, but we didn't put any work to actually show that we're deserving of it. Right? That's just one perspective. That's just one perspective. Because the one, the, 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 the white lady was just like, man, look, She's like, I was with him when he ain't had nothing. When, he, when people walked past him, didn't think he was about nothing, she was there. That's part of the move, that was part of the show. And like I said, Donald Love is married to a whole white woman, so he probably low-key put his story in there, so we don't know that. Like I said, I'm not trying to promote any, like, whatever. I'm just talking about relational-wise. You got some women that think like that, like the white girl. Like, there's some black women that think like that. And then you got some other women, black or not, because I didn't date all type of women, that that don't that that think like uh-uh you should already come well established you know what i'm saying but then you won't even appreciate the grind like the woman is there so he's he's able to appreciate the woman that was always there for him for, since day one versus the woman that just popped up right now obviously on the flip side men can deal with the same thing too so we're not going to touch that so but in any case it's the whole it was the, the thing that got me most and even as uh, at, when i was teaching at, uh, at the school is that me and my colleagues we would Talk about how some how our kids think that they are so entitled, and we would we would complain about like man they think that they're so entitled, but they're they're not doing their part to get this grade, and they're not doing what they need to do to graduate, but they expect us to pass them. Some of us men and women we have the audacity to think that we're entitled to a husband, to a wife. To a healthy relationship, but we're we're but but we're actually not doing anything that shows, hey, I do quote unquote deserve this because I'm this type of person. I'm a caring person. I'm not a, now you got some people where they're like, well, okay, yeah, I am a caring person. I'm this. I'm this. And this. Why am I dealing with that? Da, 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 da. We're just making bad choices. Not saying we're because I'm guilty of that too. I'm guilty. Of, you know what I'm saying? Guilty of making bad choices. Give somebody. Uh, the time, the uh, the um, the benefit of the doubt, because you do see good in people, and then you're like, oh, well, whatever. That's so I'm being transparent. Because some people don't want to hear that. Some people they would rather me say, no, something's wrong with that other person. Yes, true. Something may be wrong with that other person, but you gotta examine yourself, and that's why I did this for. This was this is me examining myself, and then encouraging that somebody else would examine themselves too. You got many people that won't. They'll just point, 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 
and you got all these other fingers pointing back at you, but you go to point, well, this person did this, and that person did that, and yeah, 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 yeah. But you ain't looking at yourself. You're not examining yourself. And so I'm big on that. And even in my relationship, I was like, man, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Now, what could I have done to avoid this? Some people I just didn't have to date. Some people I just could have been friends with. But overall, anyways, I'm going on to attention. Let me focus back on here. So, in any case, entitlement. A lot of us, we think that we're entitled to something. And um, in my book, it's a section of there. It's called What's the Flavor? I believe. What chapter is this? Yeah, it is chapter nine. It's chapter nine is a good number, by the way, biblically speaking. But, um,. It's called What's Your Flavor? Chapter 9 is called What's Your Flavor? And I'm not going to read the whole thing, alright? I'm not going to read this whole section. But in Chapter 9 of What's Your Flavor, there's a portion that says you aren't entitled, you're graced. You aren't entitled, you're graced. And so I'm going to get into a couple of what some of these words mean. And then, uh, you know, and I'll just leave it right there. Alright. So, uh, well, I don't even know where to start with this book. You know what? Yeah. Alright, so this is what we're gonna, I'm going to read a portion of it and then I'm going to read some of the definitions. Alright, so it says the issue in this case is that we have learned how to get in our own way. And, trust, and, and uh, we have to learn how to get, get out of our own way, excuse me, and trust God. When it comes to relationships, we have to learn how to get out of our own way. And I think that's part of the reason why a lot of us are single. Some people, some of us are choosing to be single because we just want to be single and we're like low key, like quote unquote, a unit. Male or female, we don't desire marriage. We don't desire that. We just we, we're content in our singleness. We got some people like that, and we got some people that are like, well, I need a break. And then we got some people just like, I don't know what the heck is going on. This is insane. But we're 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 selecting wrong people, and we're constantly getting in God's way. All right, of what He wants to do for us. We claim that we want God to do what He wants to do, but we're lying. I've said that plenty of times before. You're lying to yourself. Alright? You are lying to yourself when you say, oh, I want what God wants. No, you don't. So we have to get to a point where we say, okay, God, your will, you know what I'm saying, your will be done, not my will. You know what I mean? And even when it comes to relationships, it seems like that's one of the biggest things outside of money, well, besides money, but in relationships, we don't give, we don't give God lordship over that, over our money and over relationships. We don't, we tend to not give God lordship over that, but we claim that he's a lord over our lives. Okay. Alright. Alright, so under my spiritual parents, I've learned to desire what God desires for my life. Um, we are entirely so hung up on the outward appearance of an individual, and it's not just like the physical, but like the status, the social and economic status is what I, I, I add that into the phys physicality of something. We're entirely so hung up on the outward appearance of an individual that we usually neglect the core thing. Is this what God wants for me? Now I know what you're thinking. Well, Gerard. The Bible tells us that God will give us the desires of our heart. My rebuttal is that, well, my, my rebuttal will be, only God truly knows how deceitful our hearts are, which is why we are not to trust and depend on our own understanding, intelligence, and enlightenment. But we must seek the path and direction He wishes for us to take. So, with that said, where did I get that scripture from? I got that scripture from Jeremiah 17. I'm gonna pull that up real quick while I'm pulling up definitions. Let's go to that real quick. I'm trying to keep this short, y'all. Because I, I I usually have like a bunch to say. It's that this and the third. And I'm just like, I'm just going to say what I need to say. and going about my business. So, Jeremiah chapter 17. Let me refresh this. Um, 
What in the world? Let's go back to it. It's Jeremiah chapter 17. Uh, and then the message version is going to be 9 through 10. Alright? So what it says, and this is dealing with Israel. Jeremiah was prophesying, giving a word to Israel and all that good stuff. But there's one portion that says, the heart is, in, in the message version, it says, the heart is hopelessly dark and deceitful. A puzzle that no one can figure out. But I, God, search the heart and examine the mind. I get to the heart of the human. I get to the root of things. I treat them as they really are, not as they pretend to be. But we usually say, well, God knows my heart. Even in sin, God knows my heart. Well, Scripture says, yeah, He does. And our hearts are deceitful. So in one perspective, you can play yourself. And which is why I was saying we have to learn to get out of God's way. Now, the scary thing is that, and I remember talking to a homegirl about this, and um, she's like, well, I don't want to be with no dude that's unattractive and this, 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 this. And I was like, what's to say? We're not saying that God is not gonna is gonna do you like that per se, but uh, the story that I gave her, and even in my book, I talk about the difference between Saul and David. All right, and in this case, and this is dealing with uh, I, I I was talking to my uh, my big brother in the faith. Um, he's the pastor down in San Antonio, and I, I called it like the Samuel. I forgot what I called it, <laughs> but it was like um. Um, it's a certain word I use. It sounded really cool at the point at that time. So, um, but in any case, Samuel was looking for the next king. And now, what? I, and, and it's a certain key part I wanted her to pay attention to when I was like trying to encourage her that God's still going to bless her with somebody good. Yeah, they may not be. He might not check off every single thing that you want, right? But God's going to still give you some. Give you the person that you desire, male or female. Well, obviously, male for women and. Women for males, right? But I had to specify that because it's 2019. So, but what I told him was that he, he might not check off everything, but he has a heart of God. And, he's going, and if he has a heart of God, or is a man, uh, is a man after your own, uh, after God's own heart, then he's going to love you the way you're supposed to be loved because he's seeking God about you and vice versa. The woman would be seeking God about her husband, about how to love her husband, about how to understand her husband. And scripture talks about both of those different things and da 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 Right? So, but anyways, going back to Samuel, King Saul, and then David. So, when God told Samuel to stop mourning and, you know what I'm saying, after God turned his back on Saul, Saul was out there wilding. You know what I'm saying? He said, anoint your oil, da 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 get yourself together, and go to the house of Jesse. He goes there, he sees all these other cats that fit what Saul fits, was currently fitting. And that's from my outward perspective. Right? He looked at that. He looked at each each one. It was like, well, surely this is. He said, sure. I'm thinking right now, because I'm smiling, because I'm thinking about the scripture about what God said. And he said, sure. And so Samuel was like, let me see if I can get to it. And he was like, surely, surely this cat is it. And God was like, nah, bruh. Um, I'm looking at hearts, and I'm here to tell you that that is not it. So give me a second, because I want to actually read it, because I love reading it. I should have had this already up before I got on here. Yeah. So let's go in. All right. And so, and that's what I'm trying to tell her. I said, I said, but they put it in one part that seemed like it was, it should have been irrelevant because they don't even talk about Jesus like this. Like they say Jesus was like a common looking brother, like a black dude, just 
had no real huge features that made him stand out. Oh, he was this handsome, dashing young man. They never said anything about you like that about Jesus. Now Jesus is of the lineage of David, right? He comes from his bloodline. So, anyways, let's go here. And are we? We are in the NIV. No, whatever. Okay, we're gonna read it in the So let's go to the part where here we go. It's um. First Samuel, I'm trying to be here long, y'all. I'm really trying my best. First Samuel chapter 16, go to verse 6. When they arrived, Samuel saw uh, Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands before this, uh, the Lord's anointed stands before here, the Lord. Or it's actually Yahweh, I don't know why, but it's Yahweh or Yahweh. Surely the Lord God or the Elohim, the Elohim's anointed one stands here before Yahweh. Stands before God. And he's a prop. Push this TV. He's the he's a prophet. He's the prophet of prophets. He's the one that started the, the school of the prophets. Syndrome. The Samuel syndrome. That's what I called it. The Samuel syndrome. And a lot of us, prophetic or not, in any of the five gifts of, uh, uh, the, uh, of, the, uh, of the offices or not, Having revelatory gifts or not, revelatory gifts or not, have a we wrestle with the Samuel syndrome, right? And this play, and this is a this affects us in relationships when we think that we deserve it. We we think we deserve something in a certain box. We think we deserve it in a in a in a, in a particular manner. All right, give me a sec. Okay, I use this when I sing. And you see this is all ripped up. Now, I can easily be like, mm, I don't want to use this because of the way it looks, but it still has, it still has everything that I need in it that's vitally important. Now granted, I can fix this box up, tape it back up, make it look new, and nobody will know that it was all ripped up and torn up, but guess what, as long as the content on the end. Santo ah, Dios. I'm sorry, y'all. I got excited talking to myself. Alright, as long as the. Mm, I'm sorry. Good grief, y'all. Alright, as long. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, this one's supposed to happen. I'm supposed to just say what I need to say and go on somewhere. Oh, God. The contents in here, as long as the contents in here are still intact and it does what it's supposed to. Mm. And it does what it's created. And it does what it's created to do. I'm sorry, y'all, because at this point I'm listening to myself for real. So y'all forgive me. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Alright, I'm sorry. Let me focus. As I might have to cut this video because <laughs> I'm trying. I'm stuck right here, and I'm just like, man, okay, God. As long as the contents on the inside of it, as long as it's doing what it's created to do, this, the pack, the package can be fixed. It can be fixed. It can. I can grab some tape. I can do whatever, and you won't know the di the, the difference, right? So, anyways, when it came to David. Let's read, let's read, because it was a certain part where it seemed like it was irrelevant. 
But God knows what he's doing, man. When he be giving these, ah, man, it's, he's so funny, yo. He is so funny. Oh, man, God is so funny. Because it seems like it was irrelevant to even mention this part about David. Like, what do you mean? Well, read the scripture. You should know. All right, but uh, if you don't know, go to 1 Samuel chapter 16. All right? But this is what it said. So verse 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. God rejected him. The Lord does not look at things through, uh, the, the, the Lord or Yahweh does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. There's a song, it's one of my favorite songs I need to actually learn, 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 but it's a song by this Panamanian salsa singer. His name is Ruben Blades, Ruben Blades. The song is called Plastico or uh, Plastic, right? And there's one certain part, I, I'm, I, write it, I wrote it in the book where I say this, Se ve la cara, se ve la cara, vaya pero nunca el corazón, right? They see the faces, they see the faces, wow, but they never look at the heart. But that's scriptural. Now that doesn't, now even, now some people looking at this, they're right, turn on the video. Uh, I don't want to hear this because I don't want God hooking me up with some booger wolf. Okay, whatever, cool. That's not, we're not saying that that's going to happen because you're doing things, God, you're doing things the way God wants you to do it. That does not mean that. We tend to think that. And I completely understand. Alright? So let's continue reading. We're going to skip down. Because each one passed by. So then he said, uh, verse 11 says, so, so he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? They're still the youngest, Jesse answered. He's tending the sheep. He's told him to bring him down. Come on down. The price is right. So in any case, we got that established, right? And it said this, verse 12, it seemed like it was so irrelevant. It seemed like it was irrelevant, but it was, it was for a reason because all the other brothers fit what King Saul was currently with. Mm, mm. All the other brothers, all of all of Je uh, Jesse, all of other, uh, all of David's brothers fit the criteria that Samuel, that Samuel, that Saul currently fit, but from a physical perspective. But their hearts were not as they they were like. For the most part, like identical to that of Saul, perhaps. Because God was like, no, this person isn't it. I know their heart. And we saw what was going on with Saul. We saw what was going on with Saul, right? And how his heart changed and this, that, this, and the third. And But God is telling Samuel, the prophet, that these men's hearts are not right. So they may have been, just hypothetically speaking, they may have been equivalent to Samuel's heart or worse. And that would have affected Israel at that point in time. Now, obviously, we know Israel had wicked kings and all that other stuff, right? But I'm just, just saying, it's the reason why God didn't pick those jokes. So here's the part that seems like it, it seems like it should it should be irrelevant. And I was telling my homegirl this. I said, this is the killer part, right? I was like, this is a wild part. I was like, this part just seems like it shouldn't even be in the Bible for some reason. But for some reason, it is. I don't know. Let's find out what it says. It says, so he went to him. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he until he uh, arrives, right? So he sent for him and had brought him in. This is verse 12. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, arise and anoint him. This is the one. The heck? said, arise and anoint this cat. This, that it's him. He didn't fit what his brothers fit. His, his brothers fit this criteria that, that was equivalent to Sam, uh, to Saul. But then you got David. 
he was like, well, he's just, just, this, oh, I'm sorry, I was playing stuff on Spotify. So we got that part. But I think we're, we're dropping a ball here because we're thinking that we're so entitled. We're so entitled, or we think that we're entitled to something. So what I want to do is look at the word entitled or entitlement. Alright, so one definition says this. Believing oneself to be inherently deserving of privileges or special treatment. Okay. I'll say it again. Huh? Let's go back. Let's go forward. It says, I'm going to say it again. It says, believing oneself to be deserving of privileges or special treatment. All right. Um, let's see. In the uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it says to give a title to, to designate. All oh, this a nice free stuff. And that's all it says. You suck. Merriam-Webster, you suck. Okay, so it says to furnish or with proper grounds for seeking or claiming something. So we got that established. Now, um, the other word that I wanted to look at, because in my book I said you're not entitled, you are graced. And I remember um, Bishop Nathaniel Holton, he talked about us being graced. And he said, he said, well, what's grace? According to Paul, grace is the power to do ministry. So what is marriage? Marriage is a ministry. We got all these people sitting there saying, when you're first, when you when you're married to somebody, and it's, they're usually saying that people who want to be a pastor, usually a pastor, a prophet, or whatever, any one of the five that's that's operating in one of the five offices, right? Or a psalmist, or some other stuff, right? And it's like, well, you, if you're married, then your first marriage, I mean, your first ministry is marriage, and it sounds cute until you really think about it, right? Marriage is ministry. Ministry is serving. But we're not... Mm. Okay. Let's go ahead. So this is Ephesians 3, 7. And I'm going to read it in a couple of different versions. Um, now this is talking about the gospel, obviously. But in reference to what grace is in general. He said, by God's grace and mighty power, I've been given the privilege of serving him by spreading his good news. The English Standard Version says, of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me by the working of his power. So it's the power to operate in ministry. That's all grace is. The power that God gives you to operate in ministry. So if marriage is a ministry, then you're going to need, Lord, you're going to need power. Because you're going to have all this entitlement like you think you have. All this self-entitlement. Or think you deserve something. Do you realize that you got to serve too? We... This is where we're dropping the ball at. Because we want somebody to please us, but are you going to be, are you going to, we want them to serve us, but are you going to serve them? And not just any old type of way, well, I'm here. Because men and women think like that. I'm here. Ain't that good enough? No, bro. No, sis, you got to serve. We're serving. We're serving each other. You know what? I'm going to give you one. I'm gonna do this. I'm watch. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. Let's go. Cause I love this. Is like my all-time favorite chapter in reference to marriage. For some strange odd reason, I I love this chapter. God, y'all. I'm so sorry. I I really was intending on stopping. And here we go. So you guys enjoy this. Have fun. All right. So um, let's uh. 
let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and um, we'll read it in the English Standard Version. I would prefer to read it in the Amplified. But there's something, there's something key that I want you to pay attention to in this. And now in this perspective, it's talking about sex within marriage. But there's something that I want you to pay attention to. Because it's talking about serving. Uh, watch this. Verse 2 in chapter 7 of 1 Corinthians. It says, but... Because of temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife, each woman her own husband. The man should give unto his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have... Fellas, I need y'all to understand this, and ladies, I need y'all to understand this too, especially in, in, in the realm of toxic masculinity. I'm sorry, I'm not, I won't even supposed to be getting into this. In reference to toxic masculinity, masculinity and toxic, toxic femininity. Some of us got it twisted when it comes to what what's toxic and what's not toxic. Why? Because some of y'all ain't never been in nothing healthy, so you don't you can't tell the difference between what's toxic or what's not toxic. You just saying it. I'm gonna stop right there. I said some of y'all, because some people feel some type of way. I don't care. Alright, for the wife, verse 4, for the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourself to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So, what am I getting at in this particular part? What he's saying is that when it comes to marriage, you're going to serve each other. You serve each other like you, you, basically this body is what you use to serve your spouse. Love your neighbors like you love yourself. Uh, love yourself. But who's my neighbor? Your wife's technically your neighbor. So honestly, you're not going to love your wife the way you would love your kids. You're not going to love your wife or your husband the way you would love like your mom and your siblings or your co-workers or your students or whoever or your pastor or whoever. You're not going to love that person the exact same way. Right? There's degrees to this. Right? So the other thing... Why am I this? Because I'm talking about serving. So you you call yourself saying that you deserve something, but so if that's the case, then you just des you deserve to serve. That's just that's it ain't nothing really big. I won't even try to make that rhyme, but you deserve to serve, right? So essentially, you should be desiring. So when I go backtrack and say you should desire what God wants for you, then you should be desiring to serve your spouse and overall you would want your spouse to desire to serve you because in them serving you they're actually being pleasing to God why now even though this is talking about sex basically certain things are going to transpire within a relationship and all Satan wants to do is destroy it it says it right here but it's talking about in, in, in reference to sex but I want, I want to share this too sex within marriage is worship to God like God receives that we might not think like that because of the way the church is, we might have, oh, that's taboo. Well, how did God create sex for that? And then say, don't fornicate and don't commit adultery. But in, in, but in, but in sex period, within marriage, it's this whole glorifying, electrifying thing unto God. Okay. Right? But Satan wants to destroy this. 
He's uh, Paul is talking about sex in this particular place, but Scripture tells us don't give the devil room. Right? I'm paraphrasing. But don't give him room. Don't give him space or whatever. But it's not just in our like our, our singleness lives, but even for those who are married. So if you desire to be married, these are things that you gotta consider that. One, you if you deserve, you deserve, if you deserve something, then you deserve to serve. You deserve to serve, then you should be serving it. Scripture. I'm sorry, because it's just it's coming. So scripture tells us that um about serving. Like, not, not serving, but you can't, um, in the sense of worship, say you can't serve between God and man, or God and money, or God or whatever. Don't put any other gods before God, or any fake God, or even yourself, or even your spouse, right? Even in the midst of you serving your spouse, you don't put your spouse before God, you don't put your children before God, you don't put all this other stuff before God, God is first. So even in reference to your spouse, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me to understand my spouse. And I pray that my spouse understands me. Help us to understand each other. You're still going to God and asking Him for direction in your marriage. So when it comes to when it comes to that, and I'm sorry, I wasn't supposed to get into all that. Let's go to the word. Let's go to the word grace. I really wasn't trying to talk this long. It's watch this. Merriam-Webster dictionary came through with the come through. Right? It says the definition for grace. It's unmerited divine assistance given to you. Okay. Hey, guys. I'm so sorry. You know, I still kept ministering. It was like, I was trying to keep it short, but like I still, I kept getting more things. And so I just kept talking. And then I realized the camera was off. And I was like, whoops. <laughs> but I knew that God was doing something and ministering to me as, as well. So my bad. I didn't put my phone. Well, it was on the charger, but this other phone. It has another charge, and I didn't hook it up while I was recording, so my bad, guys. But, um, oh, man, I was going in. I, I was about to start worshiping. <laughs> it was pretty funny now that I think about it. I'm glad y'all didn't see that part. But um, the last portion of the video that I was talking about, now I was going into what the word grace meant. And so um, let's go ahead and do that real quick. So if you haven't watched the first por per portion of the video, I'm not going to do a review. I just advise that you take time to check it out or play while you're like going to bed or something like that or doing something with your life so the last the next thing I was talking about was grace right this isn't talking about um <clears throat> you're not entitled you're graced God is gracing you as far as marriage is concerned and marriage is a ministry and so we understand that God gives us grace for ministry. He talks about that in in um, in the Word. But um, but grace, but Miriam, um, man, I'm tired. I can feel it now because I was on it. Miriam uh, Webster Dictionary says this about grace. It says unmerited divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration or sanctification. Another definition says a virtue coming from God. Another definition says the state of sanctification enjoyed through divine assistance. Special favor, mercy, pardon, privilege, approval, favor, disposition, or an act of instance of kindness, courtesy, or clemency. Alright. Or terminal uh, attractive trait or characteristic, but uh, essentially the key thing is that God is giving you this. Whew, yeah, I'm tired. Sorry. God is giving you this in reference to marriage, and we tend to have this audacity to think that we're deserving of something. And what I was saying before, I don't know if you guys heard that, but I was like, 
If you deserve, then you should understand that you also need to serve or you deserve to serve. We tend to think that whenever we're saying, oh, well, you deserve a good person, you deserve a good husband or you deserve a good wife, we're forgetting the part where we're thinking about what that person is going to do for us versus what we're going to do for that person. Now, you may think that even then that you're able, well, I got this and I got that and I, I'm, okay, I'm just going to give them that. Okay, cool, but what they desire is something else. That's why it's important to learn somebody's love language. You should already, so, so when it comes to love language, you're not going to know everything because you're going to have to learn about that person, especially when it comes to marriage. Right, but uh, I don't know if I got a chance to talk. I don't know if the, in the last 30 minutes I was talking. I talked about David, but I don't know if I got a chance to mention it uh, in the first part of the video. Excuse me. But with the David, David, with the Samuel syndrome, the issue was that saw so, uh, that Samuel was looking for somebody to fit and to fill Saul's shoes, where God was like. I'm getting rid of the shoes and the requirement, and he's gonna fit this requirement instead. And so that's why David has the title of being a man after God's own heart in comparison to Saul and all the other kings. So, I mean, that's basically it. So, and, and, and this is in dealing with us saying, hey, well, I deserve it. We all have preferences. I, I have a preference. A lot of my friends that I'm real cool with. They know my preference, you know what I mean? They know my preference, but still at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, God, please, I'm doing my best. I want what you want. I want to desire what you desire. This, that, this, and the third. Give me a sec. No, I'll turn that off. Sorry. And so that's something that we all have to wrestle with because we tend to get we we tend to get in our own way when we're getting with different people. Then we realize that it's toxic or it's not healthy or we're just we just shouldn't have been with that person in general. Then we find ourselves like, oh man, okay, well I really want what God wants. Then we really have to understand that. <sighs> Forgive me. It's getting late now. That we really have to understand that this is what God. We have to understand what God desires, but we tend to think that God's not going to give us. Something that we think we're like, okay, yeah, oh, this, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that, God. Gee, thanks, right? Because we're looking at social media, we're looking at all these other different outside stimuli, and all this other stuff going on, and then saying, well, I want exactly that thing, right? We wrestle with that, and then we call ourselves, oh man, it's just so much. I hope y'all watched the other part of the video because I was going in, <laughs> I was going in, but um. I can't even remember everything I said on there. I have to like go back and look. But overall, when it comes to we're saying that, oh, I deserve this and this, that, this, and the third, you have to understand that you got to be willing to serve that thing. Like that, if you desire that person, what are you willing to, are you willing to serve that person wholeheartedly and all this good stuff? All right. And some people may say, yeah, if they give me what I want, but what if they can't? What if they have to learn? Are you going to like not do it? Because they don't understand you because they're trying to learn you? It's a lot, y'all. It's a lot. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to continue that, and I wanted to finish reading that portion. And um, I did a shameless plug earlier, and I don't mind doing it again. Um, but the book is called Wild Love. We're created for we're, we're created for relationship. And so, some people may one thing that I was saying. I think I said it in the previous video. Is that this is this is my heart, and it's been this way since 2014. Even if I don't get remarried again, right? Because I'm, I'm, I've been divorced. I'm divorced. Got divorced back in 2009. If I don't get married again, I still desire to see other people in healthy 
happy relationships. I literally said that in the song, so I, I meant what I said. Even if I don't, I still want to be able to help encourage people to be in healthy relationships. It doesn't mean that I don't want to be in one. It's just that if it doesn't happen, then, you know, okay. But meanwhile, I'm going to still stay in preparation and desire, you know what I'm saying, just praying and just staying positive and all that good stuff. I'm talking about myself now, so I'm going to stop. <clears throat> but overall, I want to see you guys win. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm that type of person. Even if I don't get it, I'm going to still be happy for you because scripture says that. Rejoice or celebrate when your brother, I'm paraphrasing, when your brother and sister is rejoicing. Mourn when they mourn. You know what I mean? But we got some people that don't want to, I see, I'm not even trying to get into this neither. But we got some people that, that mourn when you're celebrating and then they celebrate when you mourn because they were actually never happy for you. And especially if God is giving you something and bless you with something, you got some people that won't celebrate with you. They're mourning on the inside. Man, it's not fair. Who's going to be my turn? No, but that's not what scripture says. It says to scripture says to celebrate when somebody else celebrates and then mourn when they mourn. So like I'm saying, if even if I even if God does not bless me with my wife, I still want to be able to help encourage somebody else in a healthy to be in a re healthy relationship, to maintain their relationship because I've been through a lot of stuff. I'm like, well, I don't want you to go through the same stuff I went through. I was a teenager. And going into my 20s and my mid my, my early 20s and my mid-20s going through foolishness. Do you think I want to see that for somebody else saved or not? Okay. So, I'll, I'll, I'll share these things now. I'll encourage you and all this other stuff. Because, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, that's about it. That's the key thing. If you say that you deserve, be ready to serve. In reference to marriage or even dating, more so marriage. If you say that you deserve, be prepared to serve. You deserve to serve. So obviously that would mean that that other person should be willing to serve you as well. Right? I'm saying things, honestly, I say stuff that people don't like. People feel some type of way about it. They're just like, okay, whatever. Well, I'm not. And then you get in your flesh. And then you get in your pride. Right? And say, oh, well, I'm not going to, da, 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 da. I mean, if you're dealing with somebody that's not healthy for you, then okay, cool. But you don't, don't take that other stuff into the next relationship. Because that next relationship most likely may be the relationship God desires you to be in. But because you ain't let go of other stuff in your past, you're going to treat the person that, that God is presenting before you like trash. So, like I said, you have to be prepared to serve and not just serve in your own way but in the way that one God desires you to serve that person but also in understanding that person's love language so yeah that's about it all right I'm done peace and God bless well um I hope that you guys enjoyed that video um you know if you don't know by now if you don't know now you know so but if you don't know by now I, I tend to find myself going on tangents of preaching or whatever you want to call it right but in any case I really do again hope that this video strengthened you, encouraged you, uh, caused you to examine yourself and say, well, God, help me to be prepared for my spouse. If I say that I deserve this thing, that I should be willing to serve the thing that you bless me with or whatnot. And hopefully this person um, is going to be willing to serve me. So I'm not going to go into that whole thing and repeat that all over again because I, you already heard it in the audio. I go on a tangent and all this nice pretty stuff. And I try my best to break things down in layman's terms. Obviously, I don't really go through like any Greek or Hebrew, but I just try to really put it in layman's terms about certain things. But um, 
yeah um that's pretty much it guys uh this is episode six you know once again thank you uh for tuning in into the supposed to be different podcast and let's try this again this is episode six i deserve it peace